Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Raid Chat, your podcast for news. Like cheap Chinese knockoff Savage Bloods or something. I know girls in this guild that don't train as much as you. Class tips. Yay, because that mastery is tasty. All us brown classes the same? Man, you? Yeah. Yeah. Boss strategies. But it's quite delightful. It's, it's not too bad. It's, it should be very simple. Bloating oh, no, balls. not shooting balls. Friggin' reflecting prism spreads like AIDS. And everything else you care about in World of Warcraft. I was like, does that make you a scruffy turd herder? Fooling around. Up. What? He's not summoning anybody but me. Can we get a Jeeves and then go pee? Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, kids? Welcome to this episode of Raid Chat. My name's Brent. I'm your host. And with me today, I have the men that mean the most to many. First up, we have the cunning linguist himself. Tim, what's happening? What up? Then we have the Iron Latio, Marcus. Hey guys, how's it going? All right, we have a rip roaring something something show. Yeah, yeah, it's more talking about WoW because that's what we do on the regs. Because yeah, WoW is awesome. <laughs> uh yeah, no, WoW is great. WoW was WoW was fun. All right, so what have we been up to this week? as we normally talk about. Um, I guess I'll go first this week. Oh, boy. This week, uh, as we'll get to in the news, 7.1 hit. Uh, Actually, I'm probably the worst option to go first. Tim, why don't you go first? What did I do this week? Uh, Nothing crazy. I've been trying to... So, allegedly... They upped the legendary drop rate, which is a little bullshit. Because let me tell you, I did all the world quests. I did some mythic. We did a bunch of mythics because we did all the mythics for car attunement. Didn't see shit. Uh, I did some, yeah, some other mythics to help other guildmates out. Yeah, no. So basically, it's been legendary disappointment week. Just, just a disappointing week for legendary. And we, yeah. So we, let's see. What did we do? We did, we did some. We did a bunch of mythics. We did some Kara. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. killed a heroic, some a heroic ray boss tonight, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nothing. Yep. All right. Uh, what have you been up to this week in WoW, there, Marcus? A little bit of everything. Uh, I did my Kara tunement. Now uh, I made the mistake of doing uh halls of valor before i got the weekly quest so i still have to go back and do another mythic to finish that don't be like me get your quest before you do anything way to be a loser yes yeah it's been good though you know all these mythics and uh karazhan is really fun there's a lot going on there but uh just pay attention learn the fights and you'll be okay all right well before i go into uh what i did this week we'll go ahead and play the sounder because we're just going to kind of cover it all at one time so uh, time for the news. Great news, everyone! The slime is flowing again! 
News this week is brought to you by Spaceballs de Guerre on Terralian US, looking for talented ranged DPS and healers. Uh, you can talk to any of us in game, man. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up with that. All right. So, what have I done this week? Actually, uh, I feel like I've played more this week than I have in previous weeks, but I feel like I've accomplished less. So, uh, 7.1 hit, um, which meant it, com- it came with a few sort of changes, and mostly the new Karazhan dungeon. And we looked at the new Karazhan loot, they were like, ah, it's better than normal um, Emerald Nightmare, so let's get people attunements and get a few bosses into Karazhan instead of clearing normal. We can split up, do the whole thing. So sure enough, on Tuesday night, we had uh, two full groups of um, ready to go uh, that started working on their attunements. Uh, I was in the alpha group. Uh, and we did okay. We um, we got a lot in the amount of normal. We started a little late because it took me a minute to kind of figure out who was be doing what. Some people got on late, and uh, but we managed to get all but one of the dungeons for the attunement done. Uh, and group the second group had a bit more of a problem because there were some disconnection issues early on this week with seven point one regarding the sheath unsheath function as well as for Mac users. So, unfortunately, a hunter in the second group was a Mac user and was being relentlessly disconnected. Um, That group uh, fought through it with utmost patience, um, waiting for him to reconnect and switch computers and do a whole bunch of stuff. So, they got uh, one less dungeon than we did. But we continued on to the next night on a Wednesday, finished out those attunements, and my group got to do a few um, bosses into Karazhan. we only really killed one boss, but well, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, before we get into the news news, I kind of wanted to judge your guys' feelings. Because I know we talked about this last week as far as with the pace of content and with stuff coming out and coming out. Um, and for me, I would like to say that I, I love always having stuff to do, but... I kind of expect that to come when I feel like I've had enough of what has already been offered. So, like, I've had a real hard... Like, I hadn't quite got to the point where I was like, all right, I don't need to do my world quests all the time. I was still completing every emissary chest. I was still, uh, you know, even if I I only did it every two days or every three days. um, I feel like we hadn't really farmed a lot of Emerald Nightmare where we could have. You know, I hadn't really... uh, I, didn't, I wasn't quite tired of dungeons yet. So when 7.1 hitting, um, I felt a little like uh, I was either getting pushed further behind or I had six more things added to a checklist that still had things left to do on it. And that's, I don't want to necessarily say that's a problem, but when you're a person that has a uh, hectic schedule like I do, it uh, it can feel a bit overwhelming. Um so now that we have the content in front of us, at least most of us, we haven't got the we haven't got Trial of Valor yet, but we've got most of the content in front of us. How do you feel about um, just the general uh, rate at which we have things to do, Tim? I mean, obviously, it's better than what we were dealing with in the past, with months of like nothing new to do. Uh, although I do, it's still, it's, it's kind of funny because I do feel like, like, holy shit, we're still trying to do Emerald Nightmare and all the world quests. And then suddenly 
oh shit, like here's a bunch of new stuff to do. It's kind of frantic because you feel like you have to do the new stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like you feel like like well, there's new stuff. I gotta do this. Stuff. I gotta do this stuff. So in a couple of weeks, like you know, the the trial of veil or whatever it's called is gonna be open, and suddenly, you know, one of our raid nights is gonna be like we're not doing Emerald Nightmare. It's like we we gotta go do Trail of Valor. Like oh god, something new already. Like we haven't even like completely like farmed the shit out of Emerald Nightmare yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Marcus? How do you feel as far as the level of content that there is available to you, and how that makes you feel? You know, we were just talking about this um, a little earlier. It, it feels a little overwhelming. Um, it's kind of uh, they're kind of sticking with the same pattern that we've seen um, with Draenor and then Pandaria, where they're kind of a. Uh, um, Rushing the content a bit, I guess. Um, maybe this one's not quite as bad as, like, say, uh, Mogushan Vaults and what, what was the other one after that? That was just terrible. Like, they, they, they did that too fast. Heart of Fear and then... Uh, yeah, that. yeah, that was a little ridiculous. And then Terrace. And then but, plus, um, they had, they had the, like, the content patches with, like, just, like, more dailies or stuff, like, yeah. in between. Like, that was intense, and this is kind of feeling similar, except there's a dungeon <laughs> thrown see, in the mix. Yeah, you know, the thing is, you know, it's a dungeon, it's a mythic dungeon, but there's so much stuff going on there, and the attunement takes hours and hours to do. It just feels like, it just feels like there's way too much, and I didn't even, I didn't even start my, the new world, you know, the new Soromar stuff yet, I haven't even found, I'm, I'm thinking about, wait a minute, where's all this new Soromar stuff? I haven't even, I haven't even looked, because I'm so preoccupied with Karazhan, but it's good, I like it. Alright, alright. So, we've talked a lot about uh, Karazhan so far. Um, I think all three of us here have had a chance to step into it. Um, I know, Marcus, you've had more experience in there. You've gotten a few more bosses than we have. Um, me and uh, Tim were in the same group running Karazhan. We got through the opera event pretty easily. I think we might have wiped once. Um, and then we got it the second yeah, we, time. We, we too shot at that. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was it was interesting. Uh, and then we started What did working, you guys get on the side note? Uh, the Wicked. Wicked one. Okay, so that, I think that's what it is for this week because everybody okay. gets wicked. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. It was it was funny. So um, so that was that was that was cool. And then we moved on to uh, which one is it? Maiden. 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 Where we had some difficulties because all three of the DPS in the group were melee, and we had one ranged DPS, uh, one ranged healer, of course. So, um, it made the fight a little trickier. Um, we were kind of getting low on time, uh, so we only got a few pulls on her, mostly because the, the corpse run is at least you know, five minutes long to reset that fight. It takes a while. Well, like not, not a joke. Like it is, it's, it, I mean, three to five minutes. Now, so you learn that the shortcut. Well, you, there's yeah. no shortcut until you kill, there that, until no you kill her. There is no shortcut, like right away. Like it's stupid. You have to kill her before you get the next shortcut. Right? Um... No, no, you can get to Maiden without having to go through quite as much stress. Well, you still have to go through the, the, the opera event and then back up and around. Like, where's the other way to go? I mean, you can totally skip opera event. If you, so from the entrance, if you take a left, there's going to be a couple of ghosts over there. Um, you just kill those. Try not to pull them all because you might die. Okay. Um, you kill those ghosts. If you keep going down that hallway, you'll see a staircase, a locked door, and an open door. You want to go through that open door. And then there's a second open door, uh, which leads you to a balcony. And if you drop over that balcony, you're in the ballroom. 
And then the ballroom can take you to Moreau's Midnight Maiden Opera event. So you come in through the back way to Maiden. Yeah, you can you skip all the shit. And go, you know, going down the stairs to Opera, you just come from the opposite side of Opera. Well, that would have been decent. I still don't know how much... Like, this doesn't sound like it's going to save a ton of time. Like, it will save some time, obviously. But um, it's not readily apparent. So that's, that's kind of a problem. Um, it, well, because, it, it, again, you run into these things where we're used to new dungeons working a certain way. And we forget how old dungeons and old raids work. And we're we're so we're so prone to look at things through rose tinted glasses saying oh it was so great it was so fantastic um and then when it's brought forward and compared to modern stuff you're like ah this is kind of shitty having to do this because attunements were shit they always were shit they stopped doing them for a very specific reason um and I don't. I know a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for Karazhan. I think Karazhan's an awesome dungeon. I think it's aesthetically, um, lore-wise, it's really cool. But <clears throat> um, Karazhan for me was like trying to lo- like tag along with somebody's alt group to get caught up in Burning Crusade because that was about the time I was in. Uh, I had started raiding Burning Crusade where um, you didn't have the Isle yet, Isle of Quality yet, but you started to go through like like Karazhan to get to other groups to do other things. So there were there weren't as many groups running Karazhan because they had moved on to um what was it like uh what was after Karazhan? Was it Sherpa, Serpent Shrine Caverns? Um Oh yeah, no. Yep. Serpent Shrine. So it's like I, I like I just couldn't get these groups and nobody's gonna take you directly into Serpent Shrine. You have to do Kara first. And so uh, I had I had I do not have fond memories of Karazhan, needless to say. Uh, I love the dungeon, though. Like, I think it looks cool, and I think everything about it is really spooky and weird and awesome. Um, but I don't have those nostalgia that a lot of people had um, attached to it. All that being said, the modern iteration of Karazhan uh, has something going for it that I think is really unique and interesting. Um, because we had a pretty good group Um I'd have to say an excellent group. Uh, we had, uh, you know, top tier DPS, excellent healer, excellent tank. I think we we had, you know, a prime group to go in there and do this dungeon, minus the fact they they were all melee instead of um, having some ranged DPS. Uh, the fights, well, at least the one we did, Opera, like these fights feel like not quite as long as some raid fights, but they're definitely longer than your typical dungeon fight. Like they're not like a burn it and it's over kind of thing like there is like there is a certain level of repetition to mechanics so like you're going to see a mechanic performed multiple 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 times instead of maybe twice like you would in a normal dungeon and it requires a certain level of uh skill and coordination that i think is missing from dungeons because i do miss the time where dungeons was you and four other friends and it kind of took a bit um, to get through, and but here's the problem with that: I don't have as much time as I used to when I used to love doing that. Now, um, you know, most of my time in WoW, I want to be spending raiding with the guild and getting ready for raid. Um, and a lot of the stuff that's around that, like if it starts to stretch out and cause me to have to sacrifice other time to log on, to do another thing, um, 
isn't always the best. Now, if I'm having fun, like, it's something I enjoy doing, and I don't feel it's, like, a terrible grind, it's not a problem. So, like, World Quests were a great example of that, because it, they felt rewarding. I felt like I needed to do them um, for raid, but I also could kind of um, leisurely back and forth do them. Uh, and that's probably the reason why I haven't done a whole lot of Mythic Pluses, because you have to kind of coordinate that group together. And I, t I tend to be, I'd rather wait for a guild group to do something than pug it on my own time. So it requires this extra level of coordination outside of raids. And this this um, Legion is chunked full of these these activities, if you will, that require a coordinated group effort outside of raiding. And I think that's great for um, people that, you know, WoW is their primary um, source of, of, like, game time. Um, and I, I, or even for those that just have more time in general. Um, to play, I think like always having a reason to log in is great, unless you can't log in every time that you have free time. You know, because sometimes I have to dedicate that free time to other things. Um, so just in general, um, back to Karazhan. How are you guys feeling about Karazhan as a dungeon, Marcus? Um, I think it is very well made. There's um. Like you said, the fights are very, uh, you know, they're they're challenging. You know, it's not like you're just gonna blow through it, and uh, and just be done. Um, I always like to mark um, a fight with my cooldown. So if I'm getting like two and three sets of crusade up there, you know, that's uh, that, that's pretty, it feels rewarding. You know, I'm I'm doing more. Uh, a lot of uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on in those fights with the uh, with the mechanics as well. Um, the trash is, is pretty interesting too. You, you can't just go in there and, and pull a pack and AOE it all down. No. You got to make sure there's not a fucking healer in there or something that can stun you or fear you out. And you just got to be careful. Run out of pennies from heaven, for Christ's sake! Jesus Christ! Ha! Huh, that was that was one of the best. Like I ever. I saw that and I moved immediately, and the other two dudes just ate it. And they're like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Pennies from heaven, dude! I'm like, pay attention, man! Like, what are you doing?" Another good reason to go left. You can. Skip it was this. so funny because we were talking about how the uh, one of those dudes, the philanthropists, like they used to drop so much gold, and then Blizzard, in their infinite sense of fucking humor, they they have an ability where they rape your ass with fucking gold. Yep. So what a gold uh, here. Take it. So uh, how about you, Tim? How are you feeling about Karazhan in, in general? Well, I mean, I did that. I mean, I did it with you, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at first, I was really nostalgic. I'm like, hey, this is kind of awesome. It's super cool. We did opera and like, oh, it's kind of cool. And like, but we did opera. All right. And then after that, we're like, shit, like that fight took for fucking ever. Like, how many hit points does this shit have? And then we started going and just, I don't know, Parnu was like, this is taking, this is like, we're supposed to do this all in one night? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, there's like, no way. what the fuck? No way. No way. Um, and that's the thing. That's the problem. Is like, what's that? Go ahead, Benny. Um, there's, uh, you know, the whole people discover how to find the last boss. Yes. And it's kind of, it's like a speedrun scenario, so you have to, like, utilize the shortcuts and shit to make it shorter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, there's so much fucking shit. You can't sit there and clear all the trash if you want to do it at night. You got to skip through and find the best ways to get around. Yeah, so um, <laughs> they definitely discovered how to summon the extra boss. Well, 
Sure. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, you're definitely, like, if you were to play it through it casually or however, uh, maybe not necessarily to speed run it or try and unlock the extra boss, there's no way um, I think that, you know, an average group would do that in one night. And here's my problem with that. So let's say you are a normal level raider and you raid two nights a week. All right, and Karazhan's now opened. It uh, it offers excellent comparable gear to normal Emerald Nightmare. So, of course, you want to do it. So that means you kind of have to set up two extra raid nights for you uh, for half the team or a third of the team or a quarter of the team, depending on the size of your team, to go do um, Karazhan. And that's, that's there you go, that's four out of his seven nights of the week. And I don't know how I I personally can't commit that that level of time like that, that you know I have a wife and a kid I have uh, a demanding job and other games to play so that just doesn't work for me but I could see how that's really cool like if this would have been something given to me uh, five years ago six years ago this would have been the best thing I this and Mythic Pluses would have been my jam like I'd have been on that like white on rice but uh, now not so much. So overall, like back to overall, did you did, did you like the dungeon or did you not like it, Tim? I didn't like. It. I just think there needs to be, well, number one, like the the whole like reset, not reset, but like how like your save do it is kind of messed up. Like they've admitted it. Like it's messed up that you people kill a few bosses, go in and like, oh wait, all the bosses are back and all the trash is back. That's <clears throat> that's not correct. That's no good. But the, the like the runs back, like I have no problem with difficulty or challenge or whatever, but like wouldn't you have a five minute fucking run back to something? It's like, come on. Well apparently there's a better way. Apparently like, we were doing it wrong, so Apparently, but like that's just a killer to me. Like it's like I wanna like get back in, reset, and like let's do it again. Let's go right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, and the first time when you're when you're running, like, when you spend five minutes, like, no joke, five minutes running back, like, it's like, oh, come on. No, I, I like, act like I'm all cool because I know the shortcut, but when I ran it, I didn't know about it, so we took, like, ten minutes to run over, too. So, um, in general, Karazhan's cool. I don't know how much I'll be running it. Um, I don't know how much longer it'll be relevant to me with the tri- uh, Trials of Valor and us moving into Heroic. Um, speaking of us moving into rock, we did manage to kill Nathendra tonight, guys. Yay. Oh, yeah. Clap, 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 clap. Cheer. Um, and I think that's mostly due to us going in fresh instead of halfway through the night. Um, and, you know, uh, just fine. Like, I started to kind of see it click with some people, like, where they need to be, what they need to do. Um, and, uh, not nitpick and, uh micro manage the fight like you know it's kind of you know just look out for you and your neighbor pay attention to the mechanic and everyone will get through this like there's no amount of assigning and uh re-complexing the fight that i can have you guys do that's going to make it easier it's all just going to make it more hard because then you're going to rely on somebody to not be in a place and you shouldn't do that you should react to a situation, and as long as they're paying attention, everybody that can pay attention well 
is paying attention well and you pay attention to what you're doing we'll get through it and we did so um and it was in that fashion where when it finally clicked i think we managed to kill her with just about everybody alive instead of like bum rushing a berserk timer at the end um we did decide to go from there to ursa it was like we 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 like the berserk timer was even an issue like what was like it was still almost two minutes away it was fine yeah it it, it, i think and that's the way it should be I think the transition had finally made sense to people. We had started to get DPS. We're starting to understand that they if they stack up, like just everybody, we're just going to die. And um, we need people not to die. Uh, so, uh, and we, we got it. We, we did well. Um, I was very proud of us. Um, we decided to go to Earthstock next, which is probably not the best choice. Um, I think next week we'll do Spiderhawk first. I think we have Earthstock mechanically down. I just don't know if the geared numbers are there yet. Like I think, like I said, mechanically, I think we're we're doing the fight efficiently. Just the healers are strained, the DPS is strained um, to kind of keep up with the fight. And I understand that's the point of the fight, but uh, it, I just think we're a little low on the low end to get that. But I think we should be able to do um, Spider Hawk no problem, uh, as long as we nail down those transitional period i think that's going to be the uh the hurdle for that fight is nailing down the transitional period um so we'll see next week um yeah that's kind of kind of where we're at on that uh 7.1 hit there were some other things added that we didn't cover last week like the quick join feature have you guys looked at this or, or used it any uh no what is it no i i know i've seen it but like no i haven't used it okay so hey, hey, it's kind of like I don't know. So if someone on your battle net or real ID is queued into something, it will show you in a list of like like to quick join. So let's say um, Tim's on and he's like, all right, I'm going to queue up for an LFR as a tank. And I, I, I log in and I open up my friends list. It'll say Tim's in queue as a tank. And I'll have a button to join him with him in his queue. It'll send a confirmation to him first saying will you allow him to join you and then it'll allow me to enter the queue with him vice versa if i'm queued as dps he's like oh jericho's trying to do a thing i can help him by hopping in with him as a tank quick join we go without a whole lot of asking and back and forth um i think it's really cool um i also think that they should probably have an option to turn it off but they don't so uh, keep that in mind, people, when you go to quick join. Sometimes people are are just trying to mindlessly go through uh, a looking for dungeon or looking for raid and might not necessarily want to socialize. So uh, just keep that in mind when you're when you're quick joining all the peeps. But other than that, I think it's a excellent sort of tool to be available to uh, kind of make it easier to group up with friends because you don't always log in and be like all right i'm going to do this thing who's coming with me sometimes you just click it and then it'd be cool it's cool that your friends can see that you're doing it and they can just join you um i haven't used it but i've you know i saw it there and that's a thing um hmm what else we have here oh so they announced the performer at blizzcon and it's weird al how do we feel about feel about that weird al at blizzcon Tim? Um, Dude, Weird Al... Well, okay, here's the thing. I have seen Weird Al perform live numerous times. Okay. Weird Al is fucking amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Is it is he, so is I, he good I, live? No, no, he's no, he's great. Like, listen, Weird Al puts on a great show, and people say like, oh, Weird Al, yeah, whatever. Like, no, shut up. Weird Al puts on an amazing live show. Like, the dude makes costume changes. I'm sure and, he's a, like like com- like lots of energy. Like I have well, I've seen him live a couple times now, and he is amazing. Comedians, I find, are tend to like be really sort of like never ending performers, right? So like you think of like great great comedians, not like fad comedians, but just great comedians that have stood the test of time. They they are just they're always performing. Like all the time, that's all they ever do is perform, perform, perform at like a, at a level of energy, exuberance, and passion that you will never replicate. So that's why I think someone that you know, like a parody artist, like like Weird Al, is an amazing choice, and I think it it's really cool. It's weird that we didn't know sooner because they normally announce these things like weeks out, and we just learned about it um, yesterday, yesterday on Thursday. So, um, makes me wish I had a live, uh, uh, a streaming ticket. I don't. Was it in the budget this year? So, uh, but, uh, you know, it's cool. How do you feel about it, Marcus? Uh, I think it's going to be pretty funny for the people that are watching it. I think they're going to enjoy that a lot. It should be really good. Do you even know who Weird Al is? Uh, white and nerdy, right? I guess. Uh. Um, he got it, yeah. Yeah, all right, good. I'm just making sure because Banyu's like, I mean, Marcus is like 12, so I just want to make sure he gets all the references. I know. Like, I, I've, I, again, I've seen this dude perform twice, twice in a row now. Uh, at of, Summerfest in Milwaukee, and that dude is, he's amazing. Like, he just, and I've seen him earlier too. Like, he just makes, he makes costume changes. So when he does like fat, like he goes off stage and he puts on the giant fat suit for I'm um, fat. And then when he does like, uh, God, what's the one? Uh, oh, the parody of American Pie for like for Star Wars. Oh. Like he goes, he goes and puts on like the uh, like a Jedi costume. It's great. Wow. So all right, it's just, amazing. No, just, it's it's Weird Al puts on an amazing fucking show. Just as a side note, what is the craziest concert you've ever been to, Tim? Besides Weird Al, yeah, like the craziest. Like, like there may have been times where you feared for your life, kind of crazy. Not fear for my life. Okay, so this summer, this past summer, again at Summerfest in Milwaukee, which is an amazing fucking time. We saw <laughs> we, me and my buddy, we saw Billy Idol. Oh shit! Fucking Billy Idol, dude. That dude has hit after hit after hit after hit. It was an amazing time. It was great. What's uh, how many? I don't know if you've been to a lot of concerts. What's the craziest concert you've been to, Marcus? Um, well, uh, there was this one time I was on Dark Moon Isle and the Torrid Chieftains are playing, and like Blood Elf titties were oh everywhere. And Jesus was, Christ! I don't think concert, Wait, man. Are you 12? Are you 12? He's he's yeah. never he's never been to a concert. That's fair. Marcus, um, dude, dude, you need listen next July. You need to come to Milwaukee and come to Summerfest. All right. Sake. So, uh, so just this is going to sound crazy, but the craziest concert I have ever been to, and now it, was, it wasn't my choice, so don't judge me on the selection of music, but it was Charlie Daniels Band was the craziest concert <laughs> I've ever been to. 
All right, and I shit you not, and this is why, because that fucker's up there. He's just fiddling his ass off, right? Just fiddling his ass off. And when that bow is spent, you know what he does with that bow to that fiddle? He fucking chucks it a million miles an hour into the audience. And I am like third row. These things with sweat and blood are just spinning past my head. And the raging group of rednecks behind me are like murdering each other for these fucking fiddles. Uh, Oh, God. So. Dude, I see that. I can see that. Like, that was intense. Like, I have been in. I have come down the other end of mosh pits, like, bruised and coughing like i have been stomped on trampled kicked punched like i have done like i mean i have been for everything from hard rock concerts ska concerts country concerts i've been the whole fucking gambit but this goddamn charlie daniels band concert was like amazingly terrifying because first off like i'm like all right so we just go play devil went down to georgia like what are we what are we here for what are we going to listen to I came out the other end like completely surprised because he had this this like blues guitarist on tour with him that just nailed it, and like like there was just a bunch of like they just he just going these crazy like fucking fiddle riffs like just going ape shit on this fiddle and like I said as the strings start to pop on that on the bow for the the for the fiddle like he just chucks the bitch into the audience and like you know I'm I'm close enough to see his like like fucking spider veins on this this old dude like i can i can count the hairs in his beard it's how fucking close i am to charlie daniels and so like when he's chucking it i mean they are whizzing by my head i mean i can hear them over the speakers like whirling like i wanted to catch one but i was terrified it sliced my hand in two <laughs> so like i mean and then like like i said like the the middle-aged rednecks behind me were like full-on fighting over them like brutal brutal level of just like rage over these fiddles in the back so uh it's it's it was intense and i recommend anyone that can see charlie daniels in concert live go do it like i think you'll have a good time um so that that was a weird aside now that we get to talking about concerts, but that's that's a cool Brent story that oh, you yeah. all get that to take. A, that on. was amazing. So so uh, so so funny story. So, oh, actually, so finishing up. So me and my buddy, we we watched fucking Billy Idol. Like and it was amazing. It was a fucking amazing. I mean, Billy Idol, like dude, sings every hit he has, and the dude has like just a multitude of hits. Right? I only know two. Or I have three. Money, money, Rebel Yell, White Wedding, right? That's that's all I got. Which one? So you got Money, Money, right? Oh, yeah. You got Rebel Yell. Yep. And you got White Wedding. Yep. What else is there? I mean, there's a bunch of others. So, but here, okay, so here's a. No, you have to name me one. <laughs> you can't just I can't say. Right now. Okay. Well, I can't remember, but here's here's the point of my story. Okay, point two. So we leave, we're leaving Summerfest, and we're like, me and my buddy are like, we had snuck into this. We didn't even sneak in. Like, we went to this area. Like, I don't think we were supposed to be there. It was like some VIP area. Okay. Uh oh. Did we lose him? All these Jesus pro- protesters out front, right? Okay. And this dude, like, looks straight at me and says, It's like, rethink your life, sir. Like, motherfucker, I just watched Billy Idol perform Moni Mo. Like, that was his encore. I just watched Billy Idol perform Moni Moni live. 
Fuck you, my life is awesome. Well, there you go. Okay, so that's it for news. Oh, no, it's not, because we forgot We went to... way off the fucking path. We did. Well, I don't know how we ended it there. That was my fault. I apologize for taking us off what topic. What are we doing here again? I don't know. We also totally forgot to mention Hallow's End is live. Uh, that happened last week. Uh, we didn't talk about it last week because we were too gung-ho about 7.1 coming. But Hallow End's up. You can go do that. Kill the horseman. Get your mount if you haven't, if you didn't get it all the years ago when it was implemented. Yeah, like 10 years ago. That's fine. Okay, so that's it for the news. Time for Shit You Need to Know. Sit down. Shut up. Time for Shit You Need to Know. Wiki, wiki, what? Yeah, alright, so we've covered all the bosses in Emerald Nightmare. Go listen to that stuff. You can hear our mediocre coverage of how to do those fights. It's time for more mediocre coverage. Because what we're going to do today is we're going to do the first of our class guides. And I was like, ah, we can bring in somebody from around the guild, Doc, or... Like, I just use one of these slubs, and I'm like, Tim obviously doesn't know how to play a prop paladin. Nobody wants to know how to play a fury warrior. So, why not go prop with... warrior? So, why not go with uh, the... Or fury... What did I say? You called him a prop paladin. Nice job. Oh, well, that, he obviously doesn't know how to play a prop paladin either, but he doesn't know how to play a prop warrior. Uh... I don't, uh, nobody wants to know how to play a Fury Warrior. Uh, let's go with the, the class that is the new hunter. Like, the spec that's the new hunter. Because they're everywhere. They're like aids. Rep Paladins. So, I'm going to give you the floor, Marcus. Um, I might interject with a few questions. I want you to give us the, uh, everything we need to know about being a Rep Paladin and being a Rep Paladin well. So, take it away, good sir. Alright guys, uh, this is my 7.1 guy for Rep. Uh, this is a it's, a, it's a nice spec. I've been playing Paladin uh, as my main class um, since Cataclysm. Um, doing a lot of PvP with Rep, but I really started to main Rep in raiding um, this expansion. Great choice because it's like number one. It's not number one DPS, I think it is, but it's really up there. Uh, Rep's in a great place right now DPS wise. Um, so for this guide, I'm going to start with, uh, our talents, our talents, uh, choices. Okay. For now, our level are, 15, our tier just, 1 talents. What? Are you just going to tell us which we need to pick, or are you going to tell us about each of the talents? No, I'm... Alright, you do nice. your thing. Do your thing, man. Sorry, I, I back it up. I back it up, dog. We good? So, um, our level 1, or tier 1 talents that you unlock at level 15 are Final Verdict which increases the damage of Templar's Verdict by 20% and Divine Storm by 10%. Execution Sentence, it is a 20-second dot that places a... Or it, it does a shit to people after 7 seconds. It does damage. And then we have Consecration, which is a 12-second um, cooldown, and it places a Consecration on the ground, which does AoE damage. Now, in this tier... Um, up until recently, um, you actually were expected to switch to Consecration for, for Mythic Pluses, but, um, you know, I always just stuck with TV with Final Verdict as the first choice there. Um, you know, flat buff to Templar's Verdict, which is your number one damage by, like, 50%. And then Divine Storm, which is your number one AoE damage. Um, you can never go wrong with buffing your number one abilities. That's always a good thing. Execution Sentence is not very viable. 
Um, it kind of makes your rotation feel weird, waiting for the uh, the hammer to drop and then hit. You have to kind of time your judgment, and it, it's just it's just weird. And then consecration has a very long cooldown, and it's just not as viable. Um, next uh, for tier two talents, level thirty. Uh, we have Fires of Justice. This decreases the cooldown on Crusader Strike by one second. And it makes it so that um, when you CS, you have a 15% chance to um, have your next Holy Power only cost one less. So you can get a buff, um, have TV or Divine Storm cost two instead of three. Uh, next is Zeal. Zeal will replace Crusader Strike. And it will cause it to cleave to um, to targets next to you for re slightly reduced damage. And then we have Greater Judgment. Greater Judgment causes your judgment to hit two more targets for a total of four. It also will always critical hit targets above 50%. Um, recently, I've been, or up until recently, I've been using Zeal primarily. Um, however, um, for single target, Fires of Justice, I found is really, really nice. Um, you want to keep track of when you get that buff, because you can kind of screw yourself uh, in your rotation if you don't hit that buff in the right time. You can kind of get, um, you can overclock your holy power. You don't want to do that. Um, this this tier is uh, is very situational. They will all increase your damage in some way. Um, I will say, single target, you definitely want to stick with fires of justice. Um, and it seems like for any kind of AOE, greater judgment at this point is is superior to zeal. So I would say. Uh, Fires of Justice for single, and then Greater Judgment AoE. Uh, our Tier 3 talents, at level 45, you have Fist of Justice, which will make it so anytime you spend Holy Power, uh, Hammer of Justice's cooldown is reduced by 8 seconds. This is more of a PvP talent. You're not going to be seeing too many stunnable mobs in dungeons and raids, so um, if you're picking Fist of Justice and you're in a raid, it's kind of a bad choice. Repentance, um, this will... Um, Sap, it's kind of a sap. It's not really. Um, uh, well, actually, yeah, it is. Sorry, it's a full minute sap on a, on a target there, and, it, and it'll reduce their health by twenty five percent over that duration. And then finally, we have blinding light, which is an AOE um, disorient. It does a considerable a considerable amount of uh, AOE damage as well. Uh, in these tiers, uh, none of them is in a uh, really impact your DPS. Uh, it's a good stre uh, streamlined choice for blinding light. Um, you can get a decent amount of damage, and um, you can disorient the target. And it's important to note that with Blinding Light, you won't break the disorient if you're hitting them with your Holy Power. Holy uh, Spell, sorry. So Crusader Strike will break the disorient, but nothing else will. Uh, next we have our Tier 4, um, level 60 talents. Uh, in 7.1, we did receive a change to Blade of Wrath. I'm going to skip um, one of these and skip right to Blade of Wrath. Now, Blade of Wrath will... Um, you have a chance to reset the cooldown of uh, that ability every time you auto-attack. It feels a lot like Exorcism now, really. It feels like they kind of wanted to give us Exorcism back, but they didn't want to actually give us Exorcism back. So they did this. And I'm not mad about it. I used it um, tonight in the raid for the first time. And um, with Blade of Wrath, my uptime on that ability was so high because uh, my auto-attacks are always going up. And it, it almost always procs every other, um, every other set of... Um, your rotation so it helps you to fill in the gaps a lot uh the first choice in this talent is virtue's blade which does increase your critical strike damage to three percent instead of two percent and then finally we have the divine hammers that is an aoe attack um i used to favor divine hammers uh very very much before 7.1 
Um, I that was my 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 go-to AOE single target didn't matter. I was using divine hammers, but now um, blade of wrath is very very superior to that. Even in AOE situations, because you get more divine storms out because of uh, having more holy power. Virtue's blade, you want to stay away from that unless you are over your haste cap. And we'll get to uh, to stats later, but um, stick with Blade of Wrath. That's the best one in this tier by far. Uh, next, we have Tier 5, level 75 talents. Here we have Justicar's Vengeance. When you have 5 Holy Power, you can uh, strike the enemy for a large amount of damage and also heal yourself for damage uh, equal to that damage. Uh, eye for an Eye, it is a 1-minute cooldown, and... Um, It'll cause you to take 35% reduced physical damage, and you also counterattack enemies that hit you in melee. And then we have Word of Glory. Um, this spell has two charges on a one-minute recharge, and uh, you can use up to three Holy Power to heal yourself and uh, five enemies. Five, wow, you can't heal enemies. Five friendly targets. Um, these are all really situational. Um, I used to use Justicar's Vengeance all the time. Um... But you want to get rid of Justicar's Vengeance at a point uh, when you get your High Lord, Echo of the High Lord. Um, you don't want to be wasting that Echo on Justicar's Vengeance. You always want to hit your uh, your extra uh, for TV. So uh, for this talent, um, for this tier, I just go with the Word of Glory. It's a nice heal. You can help your raid out. Um, you can actually get a quite big heal on yourself too. Even if you're by yourself doing questing stuff like that, you get a nice heal with Word of Glory. So I do prefer that talent. Um, tier 6, level 90 talents, we have Divine Intervention, Cavalier, and Seal of Light. Divine Intervention makes it so that um, your shield, Divine Shield, is 50% uh, reduced cooldown. And it will also trigger for you when you're going to die, so you don't have to worry about hitting Divine Shield. Cavalier gives you a second charge to your Divine Steed, so you get more maneuverability, or uh, mobility, sorry. And then Seal of Light, um, it uses up to 5 Holy Power to increase your movement speed by 20% per Holy Power. For this tier, um, Seal of Light is is uh, is it's very bad. You need to waste Holy Power, and wasting Holy Power is wasting DPS. So never choose Seal of Light. Uh, Cavalier is very nice because you get an extra Divine Steed, so you get that big movement speed um, twice as often. Um, Divine Intervention is is good as well. However, if you do have the legendary wrists, um, Ages Mjolnir, uh, you don't want to use Divine Intervention because their cooldowns kind of overlap each other and um, one or the other won't go off and you end up dying. That's happened to me several times. Tier 7 is level 100 talents. Um, I'm not even going to talk about the other talents because if you're not using Crusade, you're stupid. Crusade, Crusade, Crusade. Yeah, Crusade. Um, Crusade is a replacement for Avenging Wrath. Um, it makes it so that once you hit Crusade, you gain 3.5 percent increased damage uh for 20 seconds now this seems like it's shitty however every holy power that you spend during crusade will increase your damage and haste sorry I forgot about the haste by an additional 3.5 so if you can uh max your stacks at 15 you will have 52.5 increased damage and haste that's a huge buff huge buff that's so much extra damage being that avenging wrath is only a 35 percent damage increase and it doesn't even touch your haste so, uh, with that being said, um, those are all of your talents and choices. Next, we'll talk about your artifact weapon. Um, anybody that is playing a Retribution Paladin and you are powering up your Ashbringer, 
it is 150,000% advisable to look at Icy Veins and look at the artifact progression. They want you to go to Virtue's Blade, or sorry, after you get Wake of Ashes first, then you need to get um, your Blade of Light, and you're going to go up towards um, Ashes to Ashes. Ashes to Ashes is huge. This ability makes it so that whenever you use your Wake of Ashes, you gain five Holy Power. Boom, just like that, right off the bat. It also does a pretty nasty dot on the targets, and it'll stun demons and undeads. So you want to get your Ashes to Ashes first. Now, Icy Veins does recommend to um, take the shortest path. Like I said, you want to get Blade of Light and then Righteous Blade, uh, Unbreakable Will, Protective to Ashen Blade, and finally Ashes to Ashes. Now, here is where I kind of was like, ah, no, I don't need to do that. Fuck that. You know, I'm not listening to them. They want you to sit with Ashes to Ashes uh, for 64,000 artifact power. Now, this seems like a lot. It seems like, why am I saving all this power? Why am I waiting? It is well worth it to wait. Get your 64k, and then uh, you're going to reset your weapon. You're going to refund all your points. And this time, instead of going straight up to Ashes of Ashes, Ashes to Ashes, you're going to go down. And um, you're going to go down through Blade of Light, Deliverer of Justice, Sharpened Edge. Uh, you want to get your Wrath of the Ashbringer, and then you're going back up the other side towards oh um, Might of the Templar. And then you're going to get your Ashes to Ashes. So follow this um, this progression, of Icy Veins. It'll help you a lot. You will get your uh, your three golden traits. Um, I want to say like on level twenty, between level twenty and twenty three, um, instead of like twenty seven. When I got all three of mine, which is terrible, you don't want to get your three traits at level twenty seven. You want to get them as early as possible. Um, we're also going to be talking about your relics here. Um, Always increase your item level. If the relic is going to increase your item level, um, it doesn't matter what trait it's going to give you because it's going to give you more strength, more stamina, and more crit haste mastery, what have you, and more damage overall. Always increase your item level. That's number one. Um, aside from that, if it's not an item level upgrade, um, you want to aim for any relic that will give you Wrath of the Ashbringer. Wrath of the Ashbringer um, makes it so that Avenging Wrath or Crusade will last for an additional 2.5 seconds per. So if you put three points into that, and then you get another three, you can get um, like a three, sorry, 35 second, almost a 35 second crusade. And that's just huge. Like you're going to be just chunking things for, for days and days and days. Your, your cooldowns are going to last forever. So you want to go for Wrath of the Ashbringer first. If you can't get that, um, next best is High Lord's Judgment. After that will be Deliverer of Justice. And then finally Sharpened Edge. So that, um, that will wrap up the artifact weapon. Um, next is your stat priority. Uh, you want to hit a 30% a haste cap first. Uh, with 30% haste cap, you will be 30%? able to... 30%? Holy shit. Yeah, it, it seems very high, and I haven't even hit it yet. That's and it, it's like, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, with this, you're supposed to be able to... Um, you can get like four... TVs in your judgment window, and if you can if you can manage that, you're just going to be putting out so much damage. So you want to hit your 30% haste cap. Um, after that, haste is not as important, so you will be going to crit. Critical strike is everything, and then um, versatility is is not the greatest. Um, is definitely not the worst. 
Um, but you want to go for crit over versatility. And finally, we have mastery. Uh, mastery just increases that judgment window, the damage of the judgment window. Um, so sorry. Wow, that was terrible. Fired. We're all just fired. Well, there goes the show. Oh shit! It's all done. I'm over here yawning. You're um, burping. It's the worst. Your mastery is gonna increase your judgment window there, so it's not the biggest thing. You want to get your haste up there. Haste is gonna increase the amount of holy power you're building. And then critical strike will increase the times that your attacks are hitting for those huge numbers we love to see. Uh, for your rotation, um, because you always have your ashes to ashes, you better have ashes to ashes, because if you don't, then you're going to cry. Because it's really good. Your rotation will open with ashes to ashes. You always want to do that. It gives you five holy power. It's a huge chunk of damage um, from the initial burst of it and then the dot. So you hit ashes to ashes. And then you want to immediately hit Judgment. As soon as your global is gone, hit Judgment. Get your debuff up on your, your target, whatever it is. Your boss, your mob, your PvP player. After that, you want to hit Crusade. Um, you don't waste any time because Crusade is not on the global. So you need to hit that as soon as you're hitting Judgment. And then as soon as Crusade is up, you're going to hit Templar's Verdict. And you're going to get your couple of stacks there. And then you want to hit... Um, I like I like to hit um, Blade of Wrath first over Judgment just so you can get that cooldown going, and also you have to consider the fact that Blade of Wrath can now be reset by auto attacks. So if you get a, a reset, you're going to be wasting another Blade of Wrath you could be hitting. So after TV, you're going to hit Blade of Wrath and then Crusader Strike. You'll be at five again, five Holy Power. You're going to hit another TV. At this point, uh, you'll be at about ten stacks of uh, your Crusade. So you're going to want to. Um, you might be out of Holy Power. Um, so you're going to want to hit, again, your Crusader Strike and then Blade of Wrath. And uh, make sure the Judgment's up. you got to watch that Judgment because it's only an 8-second debuff. And uh, once you hit another couple of TVs, you'll be at 15 stacks of Crusade. And at this point, like I said, you're getting your 52.5% damage increase and haste increase. Your attacks are going to be flying out. You're not going to know what to do with all these this Holy Power. Um, I'll tell you what to do. Fucking hit Judgment and then hit TV. That's what you do with your Holy Power. Spend it, spend it up, spend it up. And, um, yeah, that's it. Ret is a, Ret's a really, really easy spec. It's a lot of fun. I really do enjoy it, though. Okay. All right. Um, so. Any questions for me? What's that? Do you have any questions for me? Um, what do you have any? All right. So we covered kind of everything you need to know about being a uh, level 110 paladin. All right. Now, um, what are some things that you would recommend as far as things to look out for while leveling as Rhett? Or have you had a chance to look at how the um, abilities have been respaced in 7.1 for leveling? Oh, like level 1 to 100? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, like do you have any tips to somebody that's leveling as Rhett? Like some abilities to look out for, like... Uh, like anything special they need to know, or even one uh, one hundred to one ten, because you know how hard shit hits. Oh, okay. So I'm not I'm not too familiar with the the low level stuff. I haven't done that in a really long time. So I will talk about uh, one hundred to one ten. Okay. Um, you know, Rhett, for me, it felt um it felt very very survivable. You know, you got your Shield of Vengeance, which is a brand new spell, very very nice utility. Um, it puts a big bubble on you, and uh, this bubble absorbs um, a large amount of damage. And once that damage has been absorbed, you will burst that damage back to targets in an area around you equally. 
So you want to watch out for your uh, your shield of vengeance. Use that um, if you know you're gonna like fight a big a group of mobs. Hit shield of vengeance first, so that way you can absorb all their damage and save some of your health and hit them for uh, a lot and kind of get rid of them uh, a little bit quicker. That way, you can kind of uh, save your um, your bubble or lay on hands for a dire situation where you might not be able to make it out of that. Okay. Speaking of lay on hands, what are our, some of our oh shit buttons that uh, our raiding rep paladin should be aware of and have readily available to use as far as uh, maybe getting out of the poo or surviving the poo or uh, what have you? Uh, well, we have our uh, our blessing of protection, which is a, a very um, a very nice utility now. Um, it won't pacify a target. You can put blessing of protection on yourself. And you won't take physical damage for 10 seconds, and you can still attack. You can do all of your melee attacks. So you can use this on melee characters without fucking them over. And that kind of sucks, because I like putting um, my, my bubble on you so you can damage. You know that? Um, well, no. now you can use it for good. You he, can be a good paladin. He used to, he used to wait for me to, to blade storm to hit it. No, um, I, I, pardon me if you covered it and I didn't uh, pick up on it. Did, have you covered Blessing of Might? No, you know, wow. Oh, my God. How could I have forgotten Blessing of Might? Like, it's such a cool little spell. I got you, bro. Um, I appreciate that, because I don't know how I, that went right over my head. So Blessing of Might, they kind of changed the blessings a little bit. Um, only Retribution has access to uh, Blessing of Might, Blessing of Kings, and um, I forget the other one, because I don't use it. Um, anyway, um, your blessings, you can have up to three um, at any time. You can have one of each kind on yourself, or you can have up to three mites or three kings. Um, kings is a very, very, very small absorption. It's, it's really not worth it. Insight is the other buff also. Um, small amount of health gained and small amount of uh, mana. Um, in my opinion, not worth it at all. You want to have three mites up. Put a mite on yourself. Um, find your nearest Frost Decay or, Arms or Fury Warrior or Enhancement Shaman. Um, you want to find melees that are hitting a lot, hitting fast. That's your number one priority for might. Um, casters, I don't really like to put it on casters. I can't really tell how it works. Um, Skata does not tell you um, who is giving you damage from might. It's important to note that might only counts for your damage. It might be a buff on somebody else, but it'll go to you only. So they can claim that you're stealing their DPS, but... Because you are. Um. <laughs> well, you're not necessarily stealing. It's more of a leeching process where you're like, yeah, they're doing well, so I'm going to do X amount uh, of that. I mean, as it's well. surprising numbers, though. Like, you can get up to like 10% on certain encounters, like, uh, depending on how long it, the, the fight is. Blessing of Might can be up to 10% of your damage, and that, that's pretty big. Like, that's that's like oh, several million it's a damage. Huge, I know it's a huge portion of your damage uh, on Ilganoth because just the amount of AoE between the two Fury Warriors and the Frost DK is just insane. It really ramps up on that one. Um, but yeah, Paladins, if you don't have three Blessings of Might up, you're, you're gimping yourself. You're selling yourself short. There you go. Uh, what's, some, what's some good stuff to move out of the poo with? Well, um, like I said, your uh, Divine Charger. Okay. That's not what it's called. Uh, your Divine Steed. Um, that's a great uh, movement tool. You get a 100% uh, movement speed for three seconds. Um, three seconds seems short, but you move really fast, so you can get out of shit really quickly. Um, you can't forget your um, your Hand of Freedom. This will get people out of roots and slows. Uh, Hand of Freedom is nice to use on uh, Scenarius. You can clear 
the brambles with uh, Hand of Freedom. So that's uh, one great where, uh, great place to use that spell. Very nice, very nice. All right. Well, I appreciate your uh, you taking a minute or two and telling us about Rep Paladins and telling us how to do it properly. Uh, do you have any questions for him, Timmy? Not really. I do have a Paladin, but, like, I, yeah. Still sitting at uh, level 100. Maybe Shame. Get, maybe I get, Shame. You, get you to tell us about Prop Paladin. Uh, prop Paladins. <laughs> prop Warriors next time if I can stop calling it Prop Paladin. Oh, man. Oh, God. We do the Ignore show. Ignore all the pain. Here's, here's, here's how you play a Prop Warrior. Ignore all the pain. We we record Ignore. this show late, guys. It's 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 rough. It's it's uh, it's late. But anyway, before we pull in the outro, I got one thing. We don't have any iTunes reviews or any emails to read, um, and I don't particularly have a, a discussion topic. I think we kind of covered that earlier with the uh, just overwhelming amounts of content that we talked about. But I'd like to take a moment and throw a big thank you out there to Ro. Uh, he did. He's been doing it for a while, and I don't know why it's taken me this long to thank him. But he, uh, when we were new, he mentioned us on the Realm Maintenance podcast, and of course we're part of the weekly podcast roundup over there at realmmaintenance.com. So uh, big shout out, thank you to Ro for that. I sent him a DM on Twitter just to make sure uh, he knew how appreciative I was of that. Um, but I don't think any of us have anything else to add, do we? we? We good? I think I think we're solid. I think we can wrap this this bitch up real tight in a bow, smack it like a newborn, and keep going, right? I don't know what that means, but I said it anyway. I don't even know. What <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I say half the time, guys. I don't know. But anyway, uh, let me pull this beautiful, beautiful scum music. Okay, thank you. For very, very much for listening to this episode of Raid Chat. Uh, you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. Uh, there's all kinds of good stuff there. There's links to all kinds of stuff we do and don't do, plus more shows on the network. You can send us an email to podcast.therpgshow.com. Just put Raid Chat in the header there, so uh, it goes to the right box. If it even if it doesn't, I'll probably find it. So just you can send it there. I'll figure out who you're talking to. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts, and we love you for it. And I really mean it. Uh, the iTunes reviews really count a lot. And if you haven't left one yet, please do. It really, really helps us out. Oh, shit. Said the website, email, Twitter. Oh. All right. Oh well, until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Way to sneak that there in the end. That was really fast.